Do you vote for a candidate because they're a good person or because they have good policies or because you just want a voting robot that votes the way you want them to vote? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. There's a mixture of rain and snow falling right now in Southern Oregon. We just had our first big rain since a long time. We got a little rain like a week ago, and so they ended the um, prohibition on open burning. That's what they call bonfires. After 150 days, and that's the longest time ever that you couldn't um, burn in Oregon. And I love to burn stuff, mostly wood. So thanks, how would NPR put it? Man-made climate change that disproportionately affects people of color and women. But so the election is going to be decided a week from now. And I sent off my ballots in the mail, I think, yesterday. In Oregon, it's 100% vote by mail, which, let me tell you, I wouldn't vote otherwise. I would not vote. I would not be driving somewhere to vote. But if you send me a letter and I don't have to put a stamp on it, I'll vote and send it back. And I did. And I voted for at least one Republican, which is for the first time in my entire life. I've never voted for a Republican before, but I did this time. And I've only voted regularly since uh, 2016. I voted for Hillary. And I voted in each election since then. And then when I was 18, I voted for Bill Clinton in 1992. And so from between 92 and 2016, I didn't vote a single time. And it's so easy with vote by mail, I think... I think a lot of that time they didn't know where to send the letter. I don't know if I had to go tell them or something, but you know, if I didn't get the letter, I didn't go online or phone call back in the day or something, be like, hey, this is my new address, send me a ballot. But anyways, Kate Brown is the outgoing governor of Oregon and she's a Democrat and I despise her. And so I voted for the Republican. I, you know, I wanted to vote against Kate Brown, but she's term limited out, so. Whatever, I just voted against the Democrat as my little revenge there. And basically it's because Kate Brown, and I'm pretty sure this, 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 this replacement for Kate Brown is just like Kate Brown. It's a new Kate, it's a new kind of Kate Brown. And uh, they're all racist against white people, and I don't vote for racists, regardless of what race they're racist against. That's why I'm not like liking Biden so much anymore, you know? He's like throwing around, I think he was talking about Georgia, but he's just throwing around... Words like, this is Jim Crow 2.0, and they're trying to put you back in chains. I mean, you know, he's talking about white people there. There's nothing, there's nothing more evil you could be accused of than, like, trying to bring back slavery. Like, you know, you're pro-slavery. You want to be a slave owner. You're putting people back into chains. I mean, that's the worst thing you could say about someone. And he ain't saying it about anyone but white people, so that's racist. Saying mean stuff about a race is racist. I mean, if it ain't true, and it ain't true. And you don't hear much about it anymore, but that was like, you know, Georgia was trying to do these voter things, and that's racist as hell. And it's like, people in Georgia have been voting for like the last two weeks. They, you know, they get like early voting for three weeks. They get whatever. Georgia is one of the easiest places to vote in America after Oregon. So I guess that's why those false accusations didn't stick. Only three weeks of early voting? That's Jim Crow 2.0. And it doesn't mean like I'm a Republican blue blood now or anything like that. I support um, populists, people who do what is popular, what the people want, which that ain't Republicans. I mean, it ain't really Democrats, but it definitely ain't Republicans. Like, I want someone to take from the rich and give to the middle class. And that is, you know, 
whatever. There's very few Republicans that do that. A lot of them will say they're going to do that, like Donald Trump, and then they do the opposite. And Democrats, you know, they say they're going to help the poor. I mean, I've said it before. But basically, Republicans want to take money from the middle class and give it to the rich. And then Democrats want to take money from the middle class and give it to the poor and the rich. And that's a little bit better. I mean, neither one of those is good. And I guess that's why I've been a Democrat for all this time. But um, anyways, a message needs to be sent to Democrats that that is no longer good enough. Uh, we need to help the middle class. And, you know, I'm sure the Republicans are probably going to take over in 2014, or sorry, 2024, if it ain't Trump who's running. And, and then they're going to just take from the middle class, give to the rich, and then we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to vote them a lesson. I mean, you know, is much going to change? Probably not. But so it's looking like Republicans are going to shellack the Dems this time. And so there's, you know, people are already coming up with the criticism. I mean, they've been doing this for a while. But the thing you always say when, you, when you're about to lose an election, or after you lose an election, is you say, oh, it was the messaging. We didn't get the right message out. Like, we were the good people. We were the good party. We had the right policies. We just didn't get out, we just didn't communicate that to the electorate, and that's why we lost. It's never like, oh, you know, maybe we weren't the good people, maybe we didn't have the good policies, maybe we should change our policies for next time. You know, if you're wrong, you always double down. You double down, you triple down. You double dog down. And so I think, like, the main message that Democrats have been putting in their ads or whatever and talking about on their speeches is abortion. And basically, if the Democrats were about to win, hugely... People are like, oh, see, whatever. Everyone loves us. We have all the right policies. And then they wouldn't be complaining about the messaging. They'd be like, well, you know, that was the right message. Talking about abortion constantly was the right message. But now it's looking like, whatever, that didn't work. So now they're like, okay, it's the messaging. That old chestnut, as one guy said. I mean, every, you'll see, you know, if you look for it, every, if you follow politics a lot, every two years you'll hear people complaining about the messaging. But if someone's complaining about the messaging, you go, well, well, what should the message have been? And what I hear repeatedly people saying is, oh, the message should have been that we are bringing down prescription drug prices. The Democrats are. And so this whole podcast is because I just wanted to talk about that for a second. So prescription drugs are big business, and the companies that make them are giant companies with tons of money that they use to buy politicians. And they're not stupid. You know, they used to, in the old days, I don't know, I think maybe the 80s. I think the 80s is maybe the last time. It used to be like companies all bought Republican politicians. And so then like, okay, Republicans are on the side of the companies. And then Democrats are on the side of the unions or something like that. But these companies are rich and they realized that that's stupid. Why are we buying just one side? If, you know, if we buy one side, the other side might win. And then we'd have no one bought and paid for. And so for many years, and especially to today... The pharmaceutical companies, they just buy both sides. They buy all the Democrats and they buy all the Republicans. And then whoever wins, they don't lose. Like, for instance, one of the Oregon senators, Ron Wyden, like he is one of the most craziest, radical senators in the entire Senate. I mean, he does crazy stuff. But there's websites where you can go see where people get their money. And you know where he gets his money from? Pharmaceutical companies. So he's crazy left on everything else, but oh, somehow he's not really doing anything about drug prices. But anyways, the Democrats did recently pass a bill 
that included controls on drug prices, I think letting Medicare um, negotiate for lower prices. Like up till now, Medicare can't negotiate. They can't, you know, they can't, whatever. They just had to take the price that the drug companies gave them, you know, and that's the law. And that's because the companies own all the Democrats and all the Republicans. And they said, boy, it'd be nice if they just made Medicare pay whatever it is we told them to pay. And that's how it's been. And so they passed a law that said Medicare can negotiate. And I think it's, they can negotiate on six different drugs and they can start doing it in 2025. So, you know, I think they are going to do insulin as one of those things. But anyway, if that sounds like almost a complete and utter nothing burger, that's because it is. And basically, in my opinion, it would be better if they would have done nothing. And I'll explain why. You see, Republican voters and Democrat voters, they don't always agree on stuff. But there's one thing that they can agree on, which is screw the drug companies and they're making too much money off of drug prices and the prices need to come down. Everyone in America agrees on that. And because it's just such a popular position, the drug companies can see that it's some, you know, something's coming, you know, they're on the tracks, they're on the tracks and a train is heading towards them. And so I think they talked to the Democrats because they were in power and they're like, what are we going to do about this? We can see that, you know, the hammer of God is coming, you know, some, the next president or something might run on it and then have to actually implement it. Kind of like Trump was talking about giving better medical care to all of America and then did absolutely zilch on it. But so this train is just coming towards the medical companies and they're tied to the tracks. So they talk to the Democrats and they're like, what are we going to do? And the Democrats are like, oh, well, why don't we do this thing that does almost nothing and doesn't start for several years? And they're like, that sounds good. And so that was the little, you know, like the little train off ramps. And now the train is headed off in another direction. And when people say, oh, drug prices are too high, politicians, you need to do something like, oh, we did do something. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, which I believe actually increases inflation. But anyways, but anyways, I think you can see where I'm coming from and why I don't feel like I need to remain a true blue Democrat. I mean, there are no... They're not that good. I mean, plus they're racist a lot. Now let's go over politics. Just do a politics update while we're at it. So the Senate is 50-50, which means the Vice President, Kamala, God bless her soul, uh, gets to do the deciding vote. So basically it's Democrat. And if it's going to switch back to Republican control, there's three Senate races. It's Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Those are the close ones. And depending on how, I think, you know, if, Either party wins two out of those three. I think they get control of the Senate. And so Nevada, that one's not that exciting. I don't even remember the people running, but I think people thought Nevada was going to be a true blue state in part because it has a lot of Latinos. And now that Latinos are not looking to be so reliable for the Democrats, uh, it's looking like a purple toss-up state. And so I think that's just what's going on in the race there. What will the Latinos do? And then in Georgia, you got Herschel Walker versus some other black guy. Herschel Walker is the greatest black football player in the history of Georgia, University of Georgia. And he seems like he has a little, maybe a little bit of brain damage from taking too many hits as a football player. But the recent thing that happened was they had a debate and he didn't actually do that bad. Like people thought he was going to fall on his face. He said he was bad, you know, the, 
a lot of times what people do is they lower the expectations. They're like, I'm terrible at debating. And everyone's like, oh, he's terrible at debating. And then when you do like halfway decent, it's like, wow, he's better than we thought. And so that's kind of what happened with him. And he had the zinger. I mean, like no one watches the debates. So you got to get like a good little zinger in there. And uh, he got the zinger in that debate, which they were talking about abortion. And the Democrat was like, you know, abortion should be... Let's see, in a, in a room, there should be a woman and a doctor, and the room is too small for the government to be in the same room with them. I'm telling this story terribly. Anyways, and Herschel Walker's like, uh, in that room is a woman, a doctor, and a baby. Zing! And apparently Herschel Walker was just a super famous, super rich athlete who went, went, you know, went chasing the muff around. As much as he could, he's got tons of kids, not not to married moms, and uh, he's paid for women to have abortions, and he's pro-life, and people thought that would bring him down, but doesn't seem to be bringing him down. But it's a close race, we'll just see what happens. He became born again at some point, so you know, if you want to, you can say, well, all that stuff was in the past, and now he's a good person, you know, if you care. Or you're just like, I, you know, I want the Republicans to control the Senate. So you can vote for him for a couple reasons. He's a changed man, or I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want a Votatron 9000 who will vote the way I want in the Senate. And then Herschel Walker was supposed to be the most brain-damaged Senate candidate in history. But then in Pennsylvania, the guy got, had a stroke. It's a Fetterman, who's this, he's like six foot seven, and he wears like a hoodie and cargo shorts. But he had a stroke, and then he's going against Dr. Oz from TV. And so they had a debate, and whatever. He doesn't talk right since he had the stroke. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, he thinks clearly he just can't talk quite right, or, or maybe he doesn't think that clearly, or, you know, you're racist against whatever. Dumb, let's put it this way. You're racist against cripples if you don't want to vote for him. I think that was, that was, you know, they didn't say it that way, but that was kind of, that was what Twitter was saying. You racist against cripples. Like at the opening of the debate, he's like, Hi, good night, everybody. And he kept talking. And that's just kind of how he sounds. He, he, I don't know, he, you can see him reaching for the word, and a lot of times he pulls out the opposite of the word and stuff like that. I guess he meant to say good evening. And I think there's speculation that if, you know, if he can get into the Senate and a Democrat wins the governor's race in Pennsylvania, which is also maybe up for grabs, then he can retire and his wife can take over for him. There's been precedents like, um, you remember Sonny Bono from Sonny Bono and Cher? Whatever that was, Sonny and Cher? Like he died in a ski accident and he hit a tree and his wife took over his seat for him. So anyways, Fetterman can say, I'm too brain damaged, let my wife do it. And then he's going against Dr. Oz, which, you know, like, I mean, did you like Dr. Oz before this? Before he's a Republican, did anyone like Dr. Oz? I mean, I guess some housewives used to watch his TV show or something. But I don't like that kind of daytime TV show, and I think most people don't. And so people don't like Dr. Oz, but anyways, you got to... Once again, is it a Votatron 9000 or what? I think the latest odds, like by 538, is that maybe Republicans are likely to win the House 80% chance... And win the Senate 50%, 51%, something like that. 
And I guess more importantly, the trend has been going towards the Republicans. The Democrats were looking real good in September, and it's been going towards the Republicans kind of ever since. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.